Rock, what's up, what's up, what's up? Rock 25, chill with the craziness into his house. Um, got a lot of supporters over the last uh, few days. The uh, interview I did with Sarah uh, got about uh, 30 views. Uh, that's a lot to me. Um, I really appreciate uh, all my fans and all my supporters. Um, you guys mean a lot to me. Um, props to uh, Sarah. She reached the... Uh, uh, over 50 subscribers mark uh, she's doing a special class um uh, today uh for all of her fans um so i wish you good luck with uh with your class sarah and uh, uh i know you'll kick everybody's uh, uh behind so uh much appreciation everybody um uh from whack to mac the art of being a player uh sold about five copies so far uh so we're making some progress uh getting the word out uh so i appreciate uh, all the support for getting my book, uh, for, you know, as, you know, for all you guys out there, you know, you know, want to get your game better, talking to the ladies, definitely recommend to get the book. Uh, you can get it on ArthurHouse.com. Uh, I'm also on Amazon, uh, Google Books as well. So please, uh, you know, show your love, some support. Uh, you know, like I said, interested in getting that that girl your dreams. That's definitely the book you want to get. It's definitely gonna help you out. All right. Um, so, like I said, just want to thank everybody uh, uh, for your support. A uh, lot of stuff was going on, uh, especially over the past weekend. Definitely want to get into. I don't know if anybody's been checking out uh, uh, Netflix. Uh, we got the uh, uh, the Tiger King. Uh, watched that whole series. Crazy. Um, I think the craziest thing about it, before we get into uh, the cast of characters, uh, I think the craziest thing about it was um, that uh, in America itself. Um, uh, we keep, you know, there's about five to 10,000 tigers, uh, in the United States and there's only about 4,000 in the wild. So I think that was a crazy, uh, interesting stat. Um, you know, I like the, uh, cast characters and, uh, you know, uh, Joe Tiger, you know, an unforgettable guy. Um, uh, you know, I know I see a lot of the memes, uh, where it was about him and, uh, uh, Carol Baskin, I just think they're funny, uh, in the memes of you know, doing live, uh, making it like with live actors and who would play the characters and this and that. Um, I think that's hilarious as well. Um, you know, very interesting show. If you haven't checked it out, you know, um, definitely it's a, it, it's a fun time. You definitely will be entertained, learn about the ugly side of, uh, uh, animal rights and trying to make money, uh, we're having, uh, exotic animals um yeah very interesting show uh definitely remember checking them out uh checking it out um i know you guys have been following some hip-hop news of uh, young chop uh you know he's a you know famous producer uh he's worked with chief keef uh, a bunch of other rappers uh i guess he's been in the news dissing ti uh jay-z diddy um listen man um <sighs> You know, I've you know I've said this before. We're all in this together. Um, especially if you're a producer, um, you know he does. I know he raps as well, but you know we're all in this together. Maybe I don't know if Young Chop's got a project coming out. There hasn't been any reports of that happening, uh, so I don't know why he's trying to take shots at everybody. Uh, Kevin Gates recently said um, they expect Young Chop to be blackballed from the game. I mean, you dissing Jay Z, Diddy. You know, I mean, these guys are heavy hitters. You know, you know, Diddy hasn't had a lot of hits in the past couple of years. Still a heavy hitter in the game. Legend. You know, Jay Z. See all the work that he's doing. 
uh, working with the NFL, got title. I mean, we can just go on and on, Rock Nation. We can just go on and on and talk about Jay Z and you know what he's accomplished. Um, you know, president of Puma uh, uh, basketball operations. I mean, you know, Jay Z can get a lot of things done, and that's the one guy you don't want to diss or piss off. Um, so I can anticipate, you know, I can see where uh, Kevin Gates is coming from about him getting blackballed. And, you know, like I said, the, you know, T.I. pretty much, you know, runs the South. I would have left those brothers alone, you know, uh, do your own thing, make your own music, promote yourself. Uh, we live in a day now at age where you can just promote yourself. And, you don't, you, you know, we don't necessarily need to diss other people. Or try to make a name for yourself. Now, if you got a legit problem with people, you got a legit problem with people, and that's understandable. Uh, you know, if you know, if you want to disagree with people and you want think you need to speak out about it because it's important to you, then obviously speak out about it. But if you're just saying names just to say names, totally not cool. Um, I guess you know your talent should be able to speak for itself. But like I said, if you got legit beef, that's all right if you air that beef out. But if it's not a legit beef, you just you know. My boy Tate would say, you know, talking from the side of your neck, you know, that, that has no uh, room in the game. All right. Back in the day, Beast Row was started because, uh, you know, of rivalries. One thought was better than the other. I mean, you know, hip hop is a alpha male sport. It always has been. And like I said, there was always a reason in behind the beefs, you know, with Young Chop coming out. I don't get it. I don't understand it. Um, I don't know why he was taking shots. Um, you know, so I, like I said, I just you know glanced over, it caught my eye. And uh, what Kevin Gates had to say about the matter caught my eye too. So I definitely wanted to talk about that. So like I said, we're all in this together. I keep on trying to tell y'all that, and we need to help each other out, especially around this time right now. You know, uh, especially with the coronavirus, we're losing people, uh, especially in New York State. We're gonna get into that earlier. So the show we're, we're gonna be getting in uh, about a lot of subjects. So. Um, you know, this isn't for the the weak hearted today, um, but like I said, we'll get into that later. But um, like I said, we just need to be uh, making music, Young Chop. That's, that's what my advice: is. make music, man. Let's make good music uh, for the fans. They'll be trying to come at people, especially for not a good reasons. Um, uh, the brat recently uh, came out the closet. Apparently, there's been insiders that they always knew that she was gay, um, and I didn't know that. I mean, she always worked with. You know, you know, other male artists. I didn't, you know, I never really uh, caught that vibe from her. Other people saying this really isn't news coming from the brat. Um, props to you. Uh, you know, you have my support. Pretty sure the whole world's got your back. And uh, you know, you know, you're you're a legend in the game. Um, you know, hopefully you coming out. Uh, you know, gives you some solace. Uh, gives you some uh, peace of mind. So. Um, Mad props to you. Um, the coronavirus affecting sneaker sales. Um, apparently, Nike's going to delay some sneakers that's supposed to be coming out. One of them highly anticipated, the Hair Jordan Six. You saw, you you know, you heard JT and me talk about this on the last podcast. Um, thank you again, JT, for coming on um, on the podcast. It's great to hear your voice again. Mad props to you for uh, taking time out of your uh, out of your schedule. Uh, so I appreciate you talking to me again. Definitely check out that podcast, and so you can, if you uh, want to know what uh, what I'm talking about, we go into detail about the Air Jordan Six. But um, the, so that the sneaker delay is going to happen, 
they're talking about June now. It was supposed to be anticipated for early April. Um, now, the other, uh, the Jordan 7s, that's still being released on schedule. Um, I guess I'm not the biggest fan of that particular shoe. I, you know, the colorway, you know, it's, you know, it's Bugs Bunny inspired. I just wish they had done the hair jump, man. Either on that shoe or on this shoe, the, um, that's my uh, biggest complaint. But like I said, uh, you know, some sneaker sales getting delayed. You see movies getting released early. Um, Last Dance Doc. This was supposed to be on the air's parents. supposed to be coming around June. You know, they're going to do it around the uh, NBA Finals time, just like they did with the Best of Enemies uh, with the Lakers Celtics. So that's what they're anticipating. But now that everybody's home, it's getting released early. Big fan of that. Um, everybody's home. You know, we need some type of solace. So I'm a big fan of early releases. If it's, you know, available, it's available. Let's go. Um, let's, you know, let's not hold back. Um, you know, the coronavirus isn't going to be around, you know, forever in the sense of where it's going to be holding us up. Um, but at the same time, though, I like the early release date. Props to ESPN uh, for making that uh, executive move. All right. Uh, now, that you guys have been noticing uh, Drake uh, released pictures of his son. Uh, 50 Cent commented on his Instagram about it. Yeah, I, I thought 50 Cent was going to like say something crazy because he's blonde hair. Uh, blue eyes, but he didn't prop, you know, I'm glad he didn't go that route. Um, anybody knows me, I'm a living father. You know, I, you know, I, I jokingly make fun of Landon, uh, my son, uh, you know, cause he's got straight hair. You know, I always had, you know, I had curly hair, you know, um, but, uh, Landon, I love you. You know, my favorite's favorite. Uh, I tell you that all the time, but, um, yeah, so I'm glad 50 Cent was, uh, was classy about it. You know, and, uh, Drake's son does look like his mom. So, uh, I mean, I, you know, props to Drake for feeling comfortable enough to thinking it was time to uh, show his son off uh, for the world. Um, you know, you know, he explained on his uh, uh, last album, Scorpion, why he you know, did, you know, didn't want to want to protect his son, not put him in the public eye. So, I mean, so I definitely respect that as being a father. You know, I can understand you know, a little bit. You know, I'm not in the public eye like Drake, um, you know, so. Uh, so I definitely understand where he is uh, coming from. Um, big thing going on, especially in New York City right now, is trying to get masks. Uh, Ford says they're going to be making about 50,000 masks, um, which is good. Um, you know, I think more companies have the means to try to make them should. Um, Stephon Marbury is trying to do a deal where he's going to be making about, he wants to uh, get 10 million masks. He's trying to work with a, a company in China. Um, which is remarkable. Um, he's already, he's, I don't know if you saw his, um, his interview he did with, uh, Mark Spears legend, um, on the undefeated, uh, come on on ESPN, um, talked about how a few of his family members were affected, uh, by the coronavirus already. So I'm rooting for Stefan Marbury. You know, he, you know, he does some, you know, he's done some questionable things in the past. He's hot and cold. You know, he's done a lot of great things as a, as a human. Um, you know, especially with the sneaker Starberry, you know, they were selling for you know, fifteen dollars. Um, because you're thinking about kids in the hood trying to buy sneakers that you know, trying to get sneakers that they can't afford. You know, and then you know, he's always you know, he's said some off the mark things, even in games and you know, pushing Jimmer for debt. You know, in in China, you know, so I mean, it's it's hot and cold with him. It's he does one good thing, then he 
does one bad thing, then you're like, oh, trying. it's hard to root for that guy when he's so hot and cold. But um, this is something that we definitely need to root for. Props for uh, Stefan Marberger sipping up to the plate and uh, trying to do something, uh, especially for uh, you know New York City because uh, they need it right now. Um, well, the whole world needs it right now. But if you can get 10 million to uh, New York City, that'll be uh, 10 million mass in New York City. That'll be crazy. Uh, so props to Stefan Marbury. Um, Carmelo Anthony uh, went live with uh, Dwayne Wade, which was funny. I don't know if you guys saw it. Um, very funny. Um, uh, Dwayne Wade talked about how he saw Carmelo play. He, didn't, he hadn't heard of LeBron yet. And you know, he was like, you know, Carmelo Anthony should have been the number one pick of that draft. You know, both in the same draft. Um, but um, and it being LeBron James, obviously. Uh, Darko Militia went second. Carmelo forgot who Darko was, which was hilarious. Like, he legit forgot. He wasn't trying to be funny. Like, he legit forgot who Darko was. Darko Militia was a second pick uh, in that NBA draft that year. Carmelo went third right after him. You know, some people thought that was a big mistake. Um, if you look at that um, that Detroit Pistons team, I mean, that team was stacked. Um, you, you know, you said Ben Wallace. Um, you, you still had uh, Chauncey Billups, you know, Rip Cord, Rip Hamilton. Uh, so, you, you know, I mean, you had a lot of brothers uh, on that squad. I don't think a Carmelo would have necessarily have fit uh, with that uh, with that squad. So, um, so I can understand why the, uh, Detroit Pistons, um, you know, went the way of getting Darko, you know, it would have been nice to have a stretch center cause Darko could, could shoot and, you know, he was, you know, seven feet tall. Um, so, you know, it, you know, it made sense for them to get, uh, some type of stretch, uh, you know, type player, um, you know, you said Rashid was six foot ten. He was, a, you know, he was a, you know, Rashid Wallace was a big dude. You know, I can understand getting a a dark uh, seven foot. It's like seven feet two fifty at the time. Um, you said Chauncey Billups, like I said, Ripcord, uh, Richard Hamilton, uh, Tayshawn Prince. So, <coughs> oh, me. you know, you saw this stack squad. I don't think Carmelo Anthony would necessarily. Have, I know this is crazy to say, future Hall of Famer, not at that time. So, you know, so I, I understand where uh, they were coming from. Taking Darko, you know, Carmelo my third, you know, the rest is history uh, for you basketball heads. Um, so like I said, you know, rest is history. Ended up getting a chip that year. That would have been Carmelo's chip if he had won. Darko ended up getting that chip. So, you know, what, what they would say, don't hit the play, hit the game. Uh, you know, this is how it rolls. Um, you know, Darko only averaged – about six points a game, uh, you know, for his entire NBA career. You know, I mean, uh, you know, he had like a 10-year career. Um, but, you know, when you're seven foot, you know, you're going to find a job somewhere. You know, the most points he ever averaged was 8.8 .8 near the end. So it seemed like he was hitting his prime. Um, but, you know, for some reason, he just, you know, didn't make it. Um, so, um Looking his uh, stats up right now, yeah, you know, yeah, eight point eight points. You know, he even averaged double digits. You know, wasn't really much of a three point shooter. You know, so um, you know, it just sucks. Um, 
for him. But, you know, that's the way it goes sometimes. So, but like I say, if you can you check out that live stream, um, very funny. Um, now we're going to you know, get into some sports. Uh, Noah Syndergaard uh, from, you know, New York Mets. Got to talk about the Mets, fair team. Um, Tommy John surgery this year, it just really sucks because um, Mets had high hopes uh, this year, especially for him, uh, you know. And um, next year, you know, he's going to be a free agent. So it's going to be interesting to see what the Mets do. You know, all along, I thought last year they should have offered him the extension. Same way they did for DeGrom. They should have taken care of uh, Syndergaard. Um, but now they're going to be talking uh, stuck in a, you know, a hot place. You know, you got to hope Syndergaard pitches well next uh, next year. See if you can try to trade him. Get something back for him. And if you can't, right, you're just going to let Noah Syndergaard walk, you know, so it's gonna be, it's gonna be tough for the Mets. Um, I think Mets. I think he should be part of the team long term. Um, you know, I'd like to see the Mets keep Syndergaard, but um, hopefully he recovers uh, from Tommy John surgery. It's unfortunate around this time that it's happened. Uh, really rooting for uh, Noah Syndergaard to get back on track. You know, what I mean, I'm always rooting for these players to get their money. So. You know, especially you know, especially if you can stick up the will ponds, you know, because uh, you know, we all know John with the will ponds, um, right now, you know, and they're trying to sell off their team. Hopefully, Steve Cohen, uh, gets in the mix. Maybe Jeff Bezos. I'm not throwing it out there, Jeff. Yeah, uh, I know you're not listening, but uh, you know, if you know, if this word gets to you, hey, you know, any interest in the Mets? You know, um, let's see that happen. Uh, Major League Baseball. You know, I'm usually critical of Rob Manfred. Uh, you can ask, you know, ask JT about how critical I am of uh, Rob Manfred. Props for them stepping up to the plate. Um, they're gonna be paying major leaguers about. I'm sorry, uh, major, the minor league teams. Uh, playing the players about four hundred dollars a week. Um, uh, till uh, May thirty first. So, uh, well, props for Rob Manfred stepping up to the plate and doing something. Um, I and I, I like that a lot. I'm trying to take care of. The young players, remember, those minor league players, you know, you know, they don't make a lot compared to major league baseball players, obviously. Now, some of them aren't making more than, I mean, only the top kids that are drafted are making over, you know, 300000 a year. Everybody else is fifty to to 100000 Um, So, you know, you know, so some of you guys out there are listening, you might make more than a minor league baseball player. I mean, that's just a reality. I mean, there's so many teams, you know, you have, you know, you know, triple A, double A, A ball. So, you have, you know, you have three minor league affiliates. So, um, props for Major League Baseball looking out for the uh, minor leaguers. And, uh, you know, and I can say I can't wait for baseball to start up soon. It's my favorite sport. Uh, I was watching a video earlier today. Uh, 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 Charlie Steiner did. He talked about, um, on a, about a lot of sports. Uh, starting back up in September. And he said, what about baseball? Baseball should probably start in September. I do admit, I like that idea. Um, 32 game season brings, you know, brings us way back. Um, you'll just be playing mostly teams. Um, you're just gonna be playing teams in your division. So that's going to be hot. If, if it does, if baseball does something like that, I would love that. And then you want to see like, uh, um, you know, if you think about the American League, you know, Astros and New York and New York Yankees, you wouldn't see that until the playoffs. 
man, I love that idea. Um, I'm on board for that right now. I think they should just announce that right now. Hey, we're going to start the season up in September, and that's how we're going to do it. Um, you know, I you know I don't think this. You know, I think more than ever, I've never been a fan of that extra wild card game, that one game playoff game, um, especially having a day off and traveling in between. That I really can't stand. Um, well, well, you know, I don't know why Major League Baseball has two days. They do two days in between to do the one game, NL next day AL or vice versa. I don't understand why you just don't do it all in one day. I mean, that would make the most sense to me. And just travel the next day. And if you don't like it, win your division. If that really is the emphasis. Now, you, know, the, you know, baseball running into November is, is already crazy. Let the season end. Have a, you know, a schedule so that Game 7 is on uh, Halloween. And let's go, Major League Baseball. Just get, you know, I'd rather them fix that more than anything. Um, fix the playoff format. You know, it needs some tweaking. It's not perfect. In my opinion, you know, if you're, you know, like I said, if you're going to have the extra wild card game, that's fine. You just need to make it on the same day and not do it every other day. Or, and I did do it one day and the next day, and know, I understand what they're trying to monetize the primetime slot. You know, take advantage of the happy hour um, market. You know, people coming from work, start the game, you know, at, you know, 537 or, you know, six o'clock. You know, baseball's going to run three hours. I got it, right? Have the nick and have the game start at nine o'clock. It's too easy, you know, or have both games going on at the same time. Because um, you're not paying attention to the first two innings anyway. You know, once one game ends, you know, turn completely next to turn completely to the next game. It's too easy to Major League Baseball. Um, but we'll see what Rob Manfred does now with the season. Uh, we got all these seasons up in the air. Um, you know, with the NBA, um, I know that's gonna be that's gonna be tough as well because playoffs will be starting around in a couple weeks in the NBA. So it's gonna be interesting what they're going to do. Um, you know, I mean, what I think what they should do because you have some teams fighting for the eighth seed. Yeah, in um in the basketball, I mean, I'm I would like to see maybe uh, like a ten game series or maybe just. Yeah, like a, like a, like a ten like play ten games, right? And then after the and after the uh, ten games is up, you know, then that'll determine the uh, the the last playoff slot. Um, I think that would be uh, a really good idea because look in the Eastern Conference, I got it. You know, you got Orlando; they're in the uh, eighth seed. Um, Washington's in uh, uh, has twenty four wins. So I think if you do a ten games. That that could be interesting for Orlando and Washington. I could give Washington, Charlotte, uh, <clears throat> Chicago. You know, this would be a stretch. Knicks, uh, Detroit. You know, those teams could still be in it. Um, or you can make it so Cleveland could still be in it too. Challenge these teams because we saw what happened with tanking last year. Um, you know, with the way they changed that format. You know, you got less ping pong balls, even having the worst record. So it gave more teams a shot. Uh, to get the number one, uh, to get the number one draft pick, um, you know, especially with uh, the Western Conference. I mean, you got Memphis at thirty-two games, Portland at twenty-nine, New Orleans at twenty-eight. How cool would it be? I mean, I, I know I know we love some John Morant and uh, uh, Luka Doncic, but it would be cool to see Zion in the playoffs. That would be cool. I mean, that could be more of a dog fight. Um, you know, Golden State's already been mathematically eliminated. Um, anyway. Um, 
So I, I, th- I would like to see a 10-game runoff and then lead that into the playoffs. Um, I think that will be great. And if the season runs till August, season runs till August. And a major thing, I'm going to say this first before everybody starts jumping on the bandwagon because someone else is going to say this after me. That's how it always happens, right? After this, Atlanta Hawks uh, owner said he wanted the uh, NBA season to reboot start on uh, Christmas. I think that's a great idea. Let's do that after this season, okay? Because you're going to run the season into August, depending on, or the season's going to end in August or September, right? Let's not then have basketball so soon. Let these guys recover. Uh, listen, the game's going to be, when these games start back up again, you know, it's going to look like an upgraded version from the XFL, okay? You know, or, you know, or, or anything else you can think of. Um, these games aren't going to be the greatest. These guys are going to be off. All right. So, you know, that's why I like 10 games before. Give these guys some adequate rest so that these guys are just ramping back up. I love the idea of the uh, NBA starting on Christmas. Okay. Because you're watching, we're watching football anyway. And we're, we're watching the World Series and, you know, or just got done watching baseball. Um, a time the, uh, uh, NBA starts up and they're, you know, and it's pretty much like games are not really too caring for. I mean, they, you know, we always say this, that the NBA season will start till after the all-star break. So I, I think you still have the all-star break the same time in February. Still have it in February. Uh, you know, it'll be right after the Super Bowl. Still have, you know, still keep the buzz and excitement. We just have the Super Bowl end a week or two later, you know, you're going to have the all-star game. I mean, February is a great time. Um, spring training starting. So February is one of my favorite times of the month. So I'd like to see the NBA season start on Christmas. And then and then the seventh game of the NBA finals would be on Father's Day. I think that would be a great way. You start the season on Christmas. You end it on Father's Day. I think that will be really great for the NBA uh, to do. Um, how many games you play? Listen, the 66-game schedule, that was very taxing on players. You had guys playing three games at three different cities and three different nights. Let's just do this. All right. 55 games for NBA season. Because people already complain. Some people complain about oh, it's already too long. 55 game NBA season. Now, I know LeBron James won't like this because he wants to be the all time leading scoring record. But you know what? So what? You guys already taken almost two weeks off in between the all star break already. So I don't want to hear that of oh, less games. Oh, LeBron can't break the record when you're already taking almost two weeks off. Um, in between the all-star break. And that was your idea, LeBron. You implemented that uh, and put that in the buzz of Adam Silver's ear. So that's, you know, that's your doing. So let's do a 55-game NBA season, still start the playoffs in August and make it so uh, the schedule has it that the NBA season uh, will end on Father's Day. I think think that'll be great for the NBA, get, you know, fathers and sons getting together, Ending the season together, we you know the families, right? We open up presents on Christmas, and we get the NBA, and we get families together at the end of the season because it's Father's Day. Um, I think that's a you know I think that's what the NBA should do. I'm a big proponent of that. So the games on Christmas, and on Father's Day, Adam Silver, you know, let's go. All right. Um, for those who follow UFC, the Togi Ferguson Khabib fight might be off. Khabib's in Russia still, okay, and uh, looks like he won't be able to come to the states. So UFC was already planning to do that fight 
uh, with nobody in the stands. I mean, uh, I don't know if anybody saw the UFC Brazil. That was just awkward. I, you know, you don't realize how hard these guys are punching in the face uh, with the crowd. But when you watch that and there's nobody in the crowd, you really hear like these guys getting punched in the face. Um, you know, unsettling but cool at the same time. Like, nope, I'm not that tough. Okay, I'll, I'll be the first one to tell you. You're not gonna, you know, these guys. No, I'm all right with that. You know, good for you guys. Uh, that's how you want to make, make your living. Mad props to you. I'll, I'll figure it out some other how um, to, to pay the bills. All right. Um, but um, I, what I think should have happened earlier, I think Dana White should have anticipated this um, probably a couple weeks ago when everything started getting shut down. I know, you know, this would have entered, entered the Khabib's training camp and Ramadan starts the 25th, I want to say, you know, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, you guys know how to reach out to me on my social media. Hit me up on Instagram. Uh, hit me up on my Twitter. You know, if you want to uh, want to correct me, um, you know, I'm, I'm open for that. But um, what should have happened was Khabib should have traveled to the United States. Dana White should have figured it out, put him up somewhere, and let him train in the United States, in Vegas, so this fight could happen. Get the whole camp out here. And... Uh, you know, and you know, you know, he'd miss probably one or two days of training. I, you know, I got it, but at least Khabib would be in the states, and he could have been training uh, for the fight. Um, so I really think UFC dropped the ball on that right there, and uh, not making sure that um, Khabib was in the states uh, at least a couple of weeks ago, and. Um, yeah, I really wish it could have made that happen. I mean, I mean, Nevada's not that high. Uh, with the, I mean, yeah, I mean, they got over a thousand cases of the coronavirus. Um, so they're, they're in the middle of the pack. Nothing compared to New York State. Nothing even has come close to New York State right now. Even though Jersey's almost at twenty thousand. I mean, you know, New York State's at over, you know, over sixty, uh, over sixty thousand. So, um, definitely should have brought him to the States in, in anticipation of things getting shut down. So I think that was a huge miss on Dana White. And I'm surprised Dana White didn't ask Khabib to come early. I don't know if he did and the report's not coming out. Um, but I'm sure if Dana White had asked Khabib to come to the States early, we, I think we'd know about it by now. <clears throat> I, don't know, I don't know if Dana White's trying to protect Khabib saying, hey, I, suggest, I suggested that. But that should, that should have been mandatory. Um, who to fight Ferguson? I don't know if I wanted to want to see Ferguson fight anybody else. Um, I, th I think you should just scrap the event altogether. Um, you know, I mean, you just had Conor fight. I don't think Conor would step in and fight Tony Ferguson. That would be cool. I don't see that. I mean, listen, the fight with Cerrone wasn't long at all. Um, so, I mean, I would have to imagine that... Um, Conor McGregor still fresh, um, you know, to do a, a, a quick, that would be a quick turnaround. You'd have to get a short camp. He's already posting videos on Instagram of him training and whatnot. But this is between, you know, doing that type of stuff and getting ready to fight somebody, as we all know. All right. So I'm not going to act stupid on that. But um, I guess I don't, you know, I don't, I don't that would be the only fight I would want to see. And I don't want to see him fighting Colby Covington or anything like that. Um, any last minute fights like that. Um, 
But um, yeah, I, that would be the only type of fight I'd like to see. And if Khabib can't come to the States, UFC just needs to scrap that event altogether. Just scrap it. I know, um, you know, you got the pay-per-view buy-ins. I got it. But I would just, you know, it hasn't been unprecedented. You've scrapped events before. Um, you know, when John Jones didn't want to fight. We're going to get into John Jones later. I don't think John Jones is getting off the hook today. But when uh, John Jones didn't fight Charles Sonnen, you scrapped that whole event. Um, so, I mean, so I definitely, you know, totally dropped the ball. And would have liked to have seen um, Tony Ferguson uh, fight Khabib. I mean, that would be the fight we need to see. Where Khabib would have gone if he had won, I don't know. Tony Ferguson, sky's the limit. Where he could have gone, could have done the rematch, fight Connor. You know, so there's a lot more options with uh, with uh, Tony Ferguson than Khabib. Um, but Dana White's a genius, in my, in my opinion. Um, you know, they bought the UFC for like, like what, two or three million and then selling it for four billion. So Dana White should figure, you know, can figure it out. And a lot of people have trust in Dana White in his decision making. So, you know, you got the big hard time UFC stands. We need something to watch. Um, so I'm pretty sure Dana White not going to scrap the event. But I think he should if Khabib can't make it uh, to the U.S. Um, hopefully Khabib does make it to the U.S. and they can get this fight to happen. Um, but um, if you can't, if he can't, I think they should scrap it all together. Conor McGregor can step in. If Khabib can't fight, that would be cool. I don't know, because um, he'd have to cut weight. He'd have, you know, he'd have to get down to 155. So I don't know where Connor is right now, because he didn't cut weight for. He walks around at well 165, 170. So he didn't cut weight for um, the Khabib fight, and this would be a fast cut because this fight's in a couple weeks. So it'll be a dangerous cut too. I know, I know you say, oh, these guys are professional athletes used to it. It's still dangerous to cut weight, okay? No matter how many times you've done it, it's always dangerous, and especially in last-minute stuff. So, um, it, you know, it, it would be a, a hard cut uh, to, to get down to uh, 155. Um, it's not impossible, but... You know, he would have to go in starvation mode and how fresh would he be for that fight with that hard cut? And he just fought and he just trained and fought uh, a month ago. So that would be interesting. Now, like I said, we're going to John Jones today. Um, I mean, this has to be said for anybody who's a UFC fan or a fighting fan it has to be said. All right. And I'm, I'm going to make a bold statement about John Jones. John Jones should be banned from the UFC. If Bellator wants to take on that headache, good for Bellator. Uh, World uh, Sports of Fighting or whatever that league's called. Uh, World Series of Fighting, excuse me. I'm going to get it right. World Series of Fighting. You want to take on that John Jones headache? Good for you. UFC should not, okay? I know a lot of people think you should fight Dominic Reyes again. Whatever, man. Listen, Dom, listen. if John Jones fights Reyes again, he's going to whoop his ass, okay? John Jones is going to go back to the tape. Fix the mistakes, right? And whoop his ass. And Dominic Reyes is going to get exposed. Just like when John Jones beat down Gufferson, right? What did John Jones do? Went back to the tape, corrected the mistakes, right? And whooped his ass. Okay? So, and that's what's going to happen to Dominic Reyes. Dominic Reyes had a great fight. Right? A lot of people have thought he should have won that fight. You know? Um, you know, to me, it was a close fight. 
I don't know. Some people say John uh, Dominic Reyes won the first three rounds. John Jones clearly won the last two rounds. Close fight, right? John Jones needs to be banned from the UFC. Um, and that's just my opinion. How many times can this brother have chances? That's all I want to know. Like, you know, I mean, there's so many things that John Jones has done. You know, that's another podcast in itself explaining all the missteps he's taken. Okay, another DWI, John. I, I'm i just completely speechless. You know, you saw him crying a few years ago saying, oh, I'm sorry. I learned from my mistakes. You haven't learned from anything. You act like in a spoiled and tired rich brat. And it's unfair, uncool to the fans, especially to your fans. Um, you know, it's it's unfair. It's disrespectful to the sport. He, he's totally disrespectful to the sport with his actions. Okay. Everybody remembers the hit and run he had, um, you know, when he, when he uh, hit a pregnant lady. Uh, and, he, you know, and he left, you know, and he keeps on getting probations or, you know, he keeps on getting second chances after second chances. And it's just unbelievable how many chances this guy has had and he still can't figure it out. And uh, and they're saying he had a gun uh, in his car as well. And it, it, it just doesn't make any sense of why he can't figure it out. And since it doesn't make sense for why he can't figure it out, um, UFC needs to figure it out. And just say, you know what? John Jones, you can fight anywhere in the world. But you can't fight here. Um, so, you know, another DWI. Um, the max penalty is of 90 days in jail, which he should go to jail. Um, you know, you have the mandatory 48 hours in jail um, as well. Um had a negligence unit of a weapon, six months, you know, max of six months in jail. You know, whatever they need to do to John Jones, he needs to get the book thrown at him. He needs to get put in jail. And then never fight again in the UFC. You know, um, I know everybody loves a comeback story. He's already had this comeback story. He, I mean, he's the first champion to get stripped twice of an interim title. Okay. You know, you know, testing positive for, um, you know, illegal supplements. You know, yeah, had cocaine in the system when he fought Chris Comier. Tested positive for... Uh, for steroids, right? The day before, he fought uh, Daniel Cormier, and probably, and, you know, and you know, I really felt sorry for Daniel Cormier because he took he took that fight not knowing John Jones was on steroids, and he took that fight. Um, I don't think he would have taken that fight if he knew John Jones was on steroids. I don't think so. You know, John Jones was like twenty eight, twenty nine at the time in his prime. John Jones on steroids, you know. You know, DC, 38, 39 years old at the time. Listen, John Jones is terrible for the sport. He's been extremely lucky that, you know, he, he hasn't gone to jail. Um, all he's had to do is community service and getting suspended sentences. Um, he, he needs to, he, he needs to just go away. Um, he just needs to go away, you know, and what, you know, and him, you know, assaulting a woman at the strip club, um, you know, last October, listen, he's a father of, of two girls, you know, you know, apparently he grabbed the, uh, strip club cocktail witness in the, uh, in a private area, general region, 
um, kissing her neck. He assaulted her. You know, there's you know, there's no reason there's no reason for that. John Jones is terrible for the sport again, and he needs to go away, and he needs to never fight uh, in the UFC uh, ever again. So I hope you know I don't think Dana White's gonna make that call, but if there ever was a call, he should should make. You know, forget the fact that he, I think he should have called Khabib, bring him in the states a couple of weeks ago to make sure that he's in the states so we can have this fight. But John Jones. Uh, needs to go away and i hope dana white you know puts john jones out of his misery and i'm you know i'm not saying he shouldn't never fight again i'm just saying like i said there's other platforms there's other things he can do okay you know there's, there's other platforms he can fight at okay ufc's not the end all be all yes it's the you know you know that's one everybody knows knows about um but he needs to not find a UFC anymore. He doesn't need to represent that brand anymore. He doesn't need to be headlining anything or co-main eventing nothing. He just needs to just go away from the UFC. And I don't like I said, I don't think Daniel White's gonna make that call, but I would love for him uh to make that call. And uh if Dana White does make that call, oh believe me, I'm I'm on board. With that, and I will uh, have any disagreement uh, with that as well. Um, uh, real quick, we're gonna talk about some uh, some some uh, celebrities with the coronavirus. Uh, uh, James Dolan uh, just got uh, notified he has a coronavirus. Um, you know, I know a lot of people don't like James Dolan. I'm not the biggest James Dolan fan. Obviously, I'm a Knicks fan. Obviously, I'm not the biggest James Dolan fan. You know, he. Um, did pay his concession stand workers. Uh, I think he's one of the few owners actually just to step up to the plate. Uh, I know Arthur Blanks donated uh, uh, four or five million dollars uh, as well, uh, but I don't think it was necessarily to the concession stand workers. Um, I, yeah, obviously, you know they're not working because there's no season. Um, but um, you know, you know, props to James Zone for doing that. You know, we also know he's you know trying to overtake SNY. Some people think he's trying to backdoor by the Mets. I don't think so as well, but um, that's that's another discussion. Um, but I uh, hope James only gets better. Um, you know, you know, I, you know. Like I said, I do like that the fact that he paid the concession stand workers. Um, you know who didn't want to pay the concession stand workers? Um, the Will Ponds, but that's not surprising uh, at all. You know, um, Will Ponds, please do the right thing. You, you said, you know, you can't be outdone by James Dolan. James Dolan shouldn't be looking better in the public eye than you, okay? You know, I mean, you guys were always, you know, once rung on the ladder above James Dolan. Now you're definitely, James Dolan is now ahead of you. And that's saying a lot, okay? Um, so I hope the Will Ponds do right by the concession stand workers, um, you know, um, maybe Jay with the Grom, you know, he's getting paid 135 from the Mets, 135 million. Um, you know, it'd be cool for he steps up to the plate. Uh, you want to assess for this, that'll be really good for you, my man, especially the heartache you put the Mets through over the past couple years of you not, you know, pretty much not playing, especially not playing all last year. That would be really cool. Um, but, uh, it'd be cool if you guys start stepping up to the plate and, uh, you know, I'm waiting to see major league baseball players say, Hey, we're going to, uh, Start taking care of our guys. I, I, I can see more of that um, as well. Um, uh, we just had a Chris Cuomo 
you said he tested positive for the coronavirus. So, you know, sad uh, what's going on with the Cuomo family. We're going to talk about uh, his brother, Andrew Cuomo, in the uh, next segment. Um, later, we're going to talk, we'll talk about him later um, in the show. Um, so I got some uh, staunch opinions about Chris Cuomo. I'm sorry, about, um, you know, uh, Anthony Cuomo and the loves uh, that he's been getting. Um, so, you know, we're definitely going to talk about him um, uh, later on. Um, Marcus Smart, yeah, we all know he tested positive for the coronavirus uh, as well. He's been deemed uh, clear of it. Um, so I'm, I'm glad he made a recovery. Said it was, it was said he was tough. He was in a lot of pain. Um, but uh, I'm glad that uh, that he was able to get through and uh, and overcome it. Um, I'm really surprised more players, especially on the Knicks, I mean, they played the Jazz uh, during a time that uh, Rudy Gobert and uh, Donovan Mitchell tested positive. So I'm really shocked that uh, more Knicks, you know, I thought some of the Knicks players were going to get it. Well, I don't know if they have. We just don't know about it. Um, you know, it's all a bunch of players on the Brooklyn Nets test positive, you know, including, including Kevin Durant. So I'm just shocked that um, uh, no names from the Knicks have come out yet and uh, and uh, said they had uh, the coronavirus. Um, but um, listen, we're going to take a, a quick uh, break and uh, well, we'll definitely uh, we'll be right back. What's up, what's up, what's up? And we're back. Uh, just had a, a quick break. Uh, thank you for rocking with me. Chill with the craziness. Uh, Rock 25. Um, so, like I said, appreciate all the love and support. And um, now, uh, let's get in, uh, let's get into uh, some more news. Um, so, we're looking at New York State. It's, pretty much, it's a state of emergency uh, right now. Um, uh, Chris Cuomo, like I said, he just got tested positive for coronavirus. Asked his brother if he's running for president. Listen, um, that's uh, Andrew Cuomo. Like I said, I'm not, I'm not the biggest fan uh, of his. I think what he's had, what he has been doing, I don't think it's been good enough um, in, in handling uh, uh, the crisis right now. Um, hospitals are getting overrun uh, with people. Uh, I know he's been trying to put the blame on uh, President Trump. Um, you know, I think President Trump is doing enough. Absolutely not. Um, you know, we got the, you know, we got different doctors talking every day about what to do, what to anticipate. So, you know, you know, he's a businessman, Donald Trump. So he's just trying to figure out how to get the economy back together. And he's trying to rush that process, which I don't necessarily either agree with, you know, um, right now, you know, so he, he's, I'm not saying he's got too much on his plate. Um, but you, I mean, he does have a lot on his plate, not envious of, President Trump right now. Um, I think he's more, more worried about the economy than people's health. Um, I think that's a misstep. Uh, especially, you know, this is re-election year. We haven't talked much about Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders running for president. Um, but I do think it's a misstep. Uh, earlier I called uh, Andrew Cuomo Anthony Cuomo. That was a mistake on my part. Uh, uh, so I, get, I got a little fired up. Uh, not a good mistake on my part. So again, apologies, my fan. I know, I know some of you haters, oh man, I can't wait to tell him that he said that. But um uh, back to uh, back to uh, uh, Governor Cuomo. Do not think he's you know, you know him running for president. Listen, he. I don't understand why he's getting so much love right now. Um, maybe because he's just passing the blame to Trump because Trump's not doing enough. Fine, I got it. Then you need to have a counterbalance because every day 
you know, you know, we, you know, we're averaging about almost 6,000 new cases in New York state a day. And it's not like it's, um, gradually going down. Um, you know, we had over 8,000 cases, new cases yesterday and, you know, and it, you know, it is, it can't be enough. We're just saying, oh, that's because we're, um, you know, we're doing more testing. Okay. I, I got it. But at the same time though, um, there's other States, uh, who aren't reporting, um, a, you know, the new cases that New York city is just in New York city, uh, is reporting. Um, you know, there's a bunch of States, you know, that haven't reported, uh, new cases. Connecticut's not far from New York city that, you know, they haven't reported, um, you know, no reports have come out that they have had uh, new cases. Massachusetts hasn't had um, uh, any new cases. They haven't even had any deaths in the past uh, 24 hours. Maybe we start looking into, into Massachusetts, uh, see what they're doing. Maybe we should start looking into Connecticut and see what they're doing and the measures uh, that they're taking. Because it seemed like um, the surrounding states, it seemed like that's working. For New, new York and New Jersey, um, it definitely... Uh, is not working. Um, California's had about uh, five new deaths uh, reported in the past uh, uh, 24 hours. So California's a big state, you know, heavily populated. Um, it seems like they're figuring it out faster than what Cuomo's doing. I think Cuomo needs to be on the phone, talk to these collab- uh, these other states and be like, what are you doing uh, to um, uh, defuse the spread? of the coronavirus because what's going happening in New York state, it's not working. It's getting worse. Okay. You know, New York's almost up to 80,000 in total cases. Okay. Next closest state is New Jersey, almost 20,000. California hasn't even hit the 10,000 mark. Right. And it's affected California faster uh, than it hit New York. So um, New York has really jumped up. We're almost over, almost at 2000 deaths in New York state, uh, alone. Okay. Um, the next closest, uh, death total, um, is New Jersey at 267. Okay. So Cuomo, you know, really hasn't done a good enough job trying to prevent the spread. In my personal opinion, if you don't believe me, just look at, uh, what other states are doing and then you'll see, exactly what I'm talking about. I mean, if you just look at the numbers, it's just staggering. Um, I know Louisiana had a big jump um, recently. New Jersey had a big jump, obviously. Um, Pennsylvania, um, Georgia, uh, almost, you know, uh, at a thousand new, new jumps. You know what? This is at New York, (coughs) in New York right now, we take a thousand jumps compared to, you know, 8,000, you know, 8,500, almost 8,500, uh, new cases. And like I said, the next close, the next highest death total was California 267. Uh, n- uh, next one after that is Louisiana at, uh, uh, 239. Um, you know, um, like I said, you know, Georgia sort of on, you know, is sort of on the rise, 785 new cases. That's not anything to, uh, sneeze at, but like I said, with, uh, Connecticut is under 3000, uh, Massachusetts is under 6,000. Um, no report of new deaths. So like I said, we need to start looking at what um, those collaborating states are doing. I'd like to see what, you know, see what Connecticut um, and Massachusetts is doing 
because um, you know they're not at the staggering uh, death totals that we're at. I mean, Massachusetts, 56 total people have died from the coronavirus in the states of Massachusetts. Okay, you know, we're at almost 2,000. So very critical of Cuomo. I don't know why he's getting all this love. He's doing a terrible job. I mean, you can you can like I said, you can want to press the blame on Donald Trump. Fine, but some of these other states um, seem to have uh, their act together. Okay, the highest uh, death total um, uh, of new deaths was New York State. Uh, the next closest was New Jersey uh, at 69, and um, and out of the metropolitan area, or you know, out of the you know, a little bit down south was Louisiana, 54. So uh, Cuomo definitely needs to figure out a better course of action. His course of action is not working, and he needs to figure out a game plan. My game plan. This, I mean, my advice, right? And I'm, you know, you know, just a lowly dude on a podcast, right? Talk to Massachusetts, talk to Connecticut, and find out what they're doing because what they're doing is working and what Cuomo doing is not working. And he's putting people out of work and we're getting new cases uh, popping up as well. Um, you know, you, you know, the unemployment, you try to dial that unemployment number, you know, you have to, like I said, you have to dial like two different numbers just to try to talk to somebody. And uh, there's a stipulation in New York State where they do um, uh, quarterly pay. So if you don't work between a certain time frame, you're not eligible. Or if you don't have enough uh, working hours, uh, you're not eligible for um, unemployment. Um, so, I mean, for that kid who just graduated uh, college, because the kids who graduated college, not everybody graduates in the spring semester, right? Um, pe- some people graduate, you know, after the fall semester. And you, and you can graduate college. So for that kid who graduated college in the fall, you know, it took a month or two to try to look for a job. Now has a job. Right. Um, and, and and they weren't working in college. That person is ineligible for unemployment um, because they, yeah, you haven't worked enough to uh, uh, be eligible uh, for unemployment, which is terrible. And they're going to have student loans to pay. Um in the next few months, because usually there's a six month grace period after you graduate college. So, you know, if you graduated college in December or January, you know, in June, you know, that's when your uh, student loans are going to hit. So, you know, what's that person to do right now? Uh, that's out of work right now. You know, uh, you know, think, you know, think about the, you know, the fathers, you know, moms, you know, do, you know, people, you know, you know, I'm going to flat out say it. People that have, uh, you know, coming out of jail, you know, you know, and part of that, you know, Probably you know usually the part of the probation stipulation that you need to find a job or have some type of job. Um, you know, you got some, you know, some of them out of work uh right now uh as well. You know, especially some of them, you know, especially if you have child support payments coming out of jail, now you're out of work, um, and you you know, you don't have enough t- um uh you know time working to actually build up for uh unemployment. So, you know. Especially with the you know, especially with the coronavirus when people out of work, you know, that rule really should have you know, that rule should be exempt if you're fine for unemployment right now. Governor Cuomo, I'm talking to you. Because you're the one that implemented this rule. So that you you know, there should be some type of exempt program uh to help people out. So like I said, you know, we've got the college kids, you know, some of them graduated. You know, even you know what? Even the ones that graduated 
And, you know, you know, during the spring times, I remember when I graduated college, right, I, I took the summer off before I started working, you know, and that's when I know some kids do that because I did that. So there's just some, you know, the kids, who, you know, took that whole summer off, you know, maybe part of the fall off, you know, you know, and didn't work, um, you know, n- you know, now you screw them, you screw them over and they got, um, you know, uh, student loan payments coming out as well. So you screwed them over, right? And, you know, you screwed, you know, other people trying to make a better uh, living for themselves, you know, who came from a, a harsh place, you know, came from a different place, you know, you know who did start working again. Um, and, and now you're telling them that, you know, they're uneligible for unemployment you know, because of, because uh, they didn't make enough uh, for a certain quarter, now they're ineligible for unemployment, even though it was you that put them out of work in the first place. It's like you're chastising them. Oh yeah, you got this job, but um, at the particular job you can't work at anymore. But oh yeah, oh yeah. By the way, oh you don't have enough um, hours. You didn't make enough to qualify for unemployment. Uh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, tough on you. Uh, figure it out. Um, you know, I, I think that sends a bad message. And this is a person, you know, you know, you people want to be running for gov, uh, running for president of the United States, you know, and he has this program implemented. And, you know, coronavirus is just uh, new cases are, you know, are about a thousands, you know, almost 10,000 increase in the past 24 hours. Right. We need to stop making the excuse of. Oh, that's because there's, there's more testing. OK, that excuse worked last week. That excuse isn't going to work this week. Okay. Um, if, you know, if we're going to do self-quarantine, right, we need to, need to start, you know, being more healthy. Well, you know, about, you know, washing our hands more. Uh, it's one of, you know, most preventive ways uh, of spreading, of not spreading uh, the virus and just staying healthy. Um, you know, nutrition, you know, drinking, drinking, you know, drinking more water. You know, flushing out the system of, uh, you know, and, you know, and, you know, you know, making sure, you know, it's, you know, like I said, just flushing out our system, you know, things of that nature. That's what we, you know, that's what we need to do. Um, it's, you know, you know, exercise as well, you know, you know, exercise is good for the, you know, the, you know, immune system, you know, even though we shut down the gyms, uh, people listen, uh, we can, you can still do body weight pushups, right. You know, you can get creative at the house. I was just watching this thing. My friend sent me a video of uh, Chris Hensworth, you know, he's working out with, uh, uh, with a laundry detergent. So, uh, we can do it that way, um, as well. So, like I said, we just, we need to figure it out. We need to help each other out because major thing right now, if we're looking at people high up to help us, they're failing us right now. Okay. So this power is on the individual, especially for the people in New York state right now, the power is on you right now. You are the boss. You are in control. Okay. Cause we can't trust the politicians right now to look out uh, for our best interests. We, we just can't right now. We need to do this, you know, for ourselves and uh, for our families and not even for our families, for our friends and just for each other, for, for, uh, you know, humankind right now. Because the people high up, they are failing us enormously, you know. 
you know, if anybody wants to disagree or chime in, or have open discussion on my podcast about it, you're more than welcome to. Like I said, I'm just looking up the stats myself. I see what the collaborating states, uh, the states around us are doing, and I see what we're not doing. What they're doing is working. What we're doing, and especially in New York State, you know, and New Jersey, um, is not working. And um, this is going to be on us because we're too busy looking at them uh, to guide us to how and to defeat the coronavirus, but it's not on them. And it's clearly shown with the politics right now of Trump caring about the economy more than, uh, you know, defeating the spread of the coronavirus. And Andrew Cuomo, you know, on his platform every day talking about what he's doing, what you're doing isn't working and you need to do something else. Other states, right, aren't reporting new cases the way we are. So we need to do it ourselves and well, we need to help each other out because what we're doing right now, like I said, uh, is not working. And, um, and it's, it's, it is appalling right now about what's going on, especially in New York state. And I think right now, uh, we need to go in ourselves, right. And we have the power for the change, everybody. So thinking all my fans out there, this is on us. Listen, we need to stop looking out. We need to look in at ourselves. And uh, we're going to get through this. Right. We're, we're going to get through this. I have faith in us. Okay. The non-politicians, you know, the, you know, people high up telling us what to do. I don't have faith in. I really don't. I got faith in me. And I got faith in you. Because you will get this figured out. And we will figure this out together. And we will overcome and we will not be defeated uh, by the coronavirus and we won't be defeated uh, by anything else. Only we can save ourselves right now. So, the power, like I said, the power is on you to do what we can to prevent the spread because we're looking at everybody else and they're failing us. This is on us. All right. So, uh, so let's get this together. All right. Um, we'll take one more uh, quick break. And um, and then we'll be right back. Hello. Uh, uh, hey, Sarah. Good to hear from you. Uh, we're recording right now. We are back. I just invited uh, my good friend, Sarah Manzi, uh, YouTube uh, fitness expert extraordinaire, one of the top instructors uh, of yoga and bar in upstate New York. Um, you know, we've had a lot of positive uh, feedback on our um our podcast we did earlier this week, and I'm definitely excited to uh, bring you back on. Um, I was just talking about uh, Governor Cuomo failing us um, in the spread of the coronavirus. Um, now, I know you had something that you wanted to say, um, so I definitely want to hear what you have to say. The floor is yours. Um, yeah, I, you know, I just went out for like the second time since I've been home. Um, both times I've been appalled at like how many people are out um can't really believe it it's like nothing has changed um my neighbors you know they're they're large groups of people just gallivanting in the streets talking loud um you know no one's wearing masks no one's 
no one's protecting themselves. They're not six feet away. I don't like, they're obviously not taking it seriously. Um, it's just frustrating to me. I also heard that, you know, Saratoga County is now finding people who are not social distancing. And I, I think Schenectady should start doing that too. Yeah. I mean, that's a good point. Um, you know, Schenectady is a part um, of Saratoga oh. uh, <laughs> County. You know, I'm new so, here. Yes. Yes. I know. Rhode <laughs> Island's finest bad boys behind us. Um, no, no, no. You're definitely right. Like I you know, and that's what I was saying on, on my last segment. Um, this is on us. And, uh, I, and I'm glad Sarah, you came on and you said what you had to say, um, because this is exactly what I was saying uh, in my last segment. Like this is on us. We can't not look at the politicians. I don't want to bore everybody. Like I just, as you know, it's went off about 15 minutes, but um, like I said, this is on us guys. And it's just coming from, you know, from Sarah herself uh, about her just saying, um, about what's going on. So like I said, we need to figure it out. We can't look up to the politicians. Like I said, you're, just, you're seeing people out in the street gallivanting around. Now, I do admit, I ran outside and I ran earlier, but I ran by myself. Okay. I saw somebody walking, right? I made sure I ran around them. And I didn't get close to them or try to you know run them off the sidewalk. Okay. This is on us. We, if we're going to stop the spread of the coronavirus, it's on us. It is not on the politicians. They are all failing us miserably, and especially Governor Cuomo. He's failing us miserably in New York. Um, I, don't know, I don't know if you looked it up, but um, like I was telling uh, everybody before, Connecticut hasn't had reported new cases. Uh, Massachusetts hasn't had any reported new cases. So, like I said, we, um, need, to look at, we need to look at them. What are they doing differently than us? You know what? I mean, that's a good question. Um, you know, I, I've just been focused so much on um, uh, on Cuomo and what he hasn't been doing. Well, what um, hasn't you know, Cuomo, do you feel, he hasn't been doing? Um, like I, I, I'm saying, what I'm saying is I've seen, like I said, other states, especially close to us, you know, Massachusetts and Connecticut, um, uh, you know, they haven't reported new cases. So obviously they're doing something a little, little bit different than what we're doing. Um, you know, and I, you know, I mean, I would like to know myself because I'm going to do some research on that and see what they're doing. Or um, are there people just listening to the guidelines and staying the fuck home? Yeah. You know, it's funny, you know, it, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, if the, you know, New York city streets are pretty much, you know, deserted right now. I talked to my good friend, Xavier about what's going on. Uh, so, I mean, there are some people out in the streets, but you know, not a not a lot of people out in the streets. But you know, the social, you know, the social distancing in New York City is either not happening or it's not working over there for a particular reason. I mean, there's no reason why. You know, we, we can make the argument of increased testing. You know, like I said, that argument was good last week, but to have almost 6,000 new cases yesterday and to have over 8,000 new cases the next day, you're doing something wrong. Whatever it is you're doing isn't working. You can't have over almost 14,000 new cases in 24 hours when the next closest state is New Jersey at 2,000 and Louisiana at uh, uh, a little bit over 1,200. Everybody else is under 1,000 or they are not reporting new cases at all and they reported new deaths so whatever they're doing is working 
whatever we're doing is not working. I don't know what they're doing, but they're doing something. They're, you know, whatever measures that they're taking is working. And I don't think we're doing their measures because there's no reason for an extra 8,000 people to test positive. The number should be either, you know, stagnant or, you know, maybe slightly increasing. But to jump that much to, you know, an extra 2,000 cases in 24 hours. Yeah, you know, that's crazy. That's, cr- that's crazy. That's ludicrous. Um, you know, I'm, New Jersey had 2,000 new cases. California had 205 new cases. You know, um, only four people died in California. So we need to start implementing what California is doing. <laughs> you know my theory on that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. There's, you know, about the sunshine. I mean, that, you know, we haven't had the greatest weather at all. I mean, we did have a snowstorm. So I know, I mean, I know that's throwing people out of whack. Um, but remember, it's not all sunshine in Massachusetts. And no, they've had no reported new cases. And, it, it's not, and believe me, it's not all sunshine in Connecticut uh, either. So, you know, and Connecticut's under 3,000 cases total. We had an 8,000. And those are cases are in New York City, but they're doing it all wrong. You know, I know there's six, you know, six million people on an island. I got it. Um, still, it's not working, and we need to have a new game plan. You know, Governor Cuomo should be like, okay, we need to do something else. Um, maybe just keep it confined in New York City and not to the rest of upstate New York, but. Especially in New York City, something needs to something needs to happen. You know, I got family, you know, in New York City. You know, I worry about them. I have friends in New York City. You know, I'm worried about them. <clears throat> I'm worried about them right now. Um, there's no reason for eight thousand new cases in, in 24 hours. That's just mind-boggling. You know, it's so bad. You know, Sarah, it's so bad. If it was a thousand, I'd be happy. Yeah, that's how this, you know, even and I think that's too high for a thousand new cases anywhere. I think a thousand new cases. New York City is New York City. Like it's what the one of the most it's the most populated city in the in the U.S. by like per square mile. Right. Yes. Right. So, you know, obviously it's going to spread faster there. You know, but at the same time, though, if everybody's doing the social distancing. Right. You know. If you know, if streets are deserted, then it shouldn't be as fast as it is spread as it is spreading. And like I said, I, you know, we can't have the same excuse of. But just like here, I don't think everyone's, you know, you know, everyone's. Some people are still going to work. Some people are not following the orders. Yeah, some you know, some restaurants are making sure that they're not touching food or handling food uh, as little as possible. But. Um, in New York State right now, you know, it is an epidemic of preposterous proportions. And I think we need a complete overhaul on what we're doing because it, it doesn't seem like it's going to get better. It seems like it's going to get worse. Uh, that's, that's my opinion on it. 
And uh, I'm tired of Cuomo getting lauded uh, for being a champion when he hasn't done anything. He hasn't done anything at all. You know, that's my personal uh, opinion on it. Now, well, what else uh, were you thinking about? Um, no, uh, I was just out and I saw that and I don't know. I, I guess I have a different viewpoint on it. I, I know I'm, I'm thinking positive. I'm hoping that this is the, the worst of it right now. Um, and that it's going to start dying down a little bit. But. Right. You know, I, I want to think positive too. Um, but when I want to see, uh, 8,000 new cases jump in 24 hours, um, you know, you know, it's hard to be positive. But like I said, uh, th- you know, for everybody listening again, I'm going to say this again because it has to be said again. Um, we, you know, we can't look at these politicians to help us out, to have a solution. Um, well, they're human this beings. Is th- I think they're, they're human beings too. And, you know, this is something new for everybody. No one really has. This, there's no solution for this. It's brand new virus. They don't, there's, no, there's no cure for it. They're just trying, you know, it's just like a fucking experiment. You have to try and unfortunately it's lives that you're you're experimenting with and that's right that's difficult (laughs) no no it is difficult i'm not downplaying the difficulty of this but at the same time though you know you know cuomo should be working with whoever he needs to work with or make a phone call whoever he needs to make a phone call and ask for help because right now it's not working and I'm going to put this on us, the non-politicians, for us to figure it out. Um, we need to do what we can to keep each other safe because um, we have the politicians failing us right now. And like I said, this is on us. And I think we, you know, we need to come together, you know, you know, and um, we all need to work together on figuring this out and stop looking out. We need to look in. So that's, that's where I'm coming from, from it. No, that's just how I feel. Yeah. Well, what do you think about that? Um, I don't know. You know, I have mixed feelings. I have different feelings about everything that's going on every day. And uh, I, you know, I haven't really been following Cuomo since, uh, what, is there like some kind of hospital or people or doctors that they come on a ship? No, you're you're breaking up on me. Did you? You sound far away. Oh, oh. my! Do I sound like now? Oh, you sound perfect. Okay. Um, I thought New York City like recently got help, right? Medical help. Is that what's happening? Um, I mean, necessarily. Um, they haven't had any. Uh, I know. Um. Stefan Marbury, I talked about this earlier. He was trying to implement a case of trying to get new, uh, um, he's working with a company in China to try to get masks um, to New York City. Um, we, we, uh, the Ford company um, is uh, making 50,000 masks to, um, um, to try to send out uh, as well. Um, I know Cuomo has, has set up different stations for uh, the hospital yeah. uh, for like uh, makeshift hop, uh, hospitals. Um, so he's done that. Um, 
we got the, uh, in local news, we got the Glens Falls Salvation Army. Um, they're donating food to, to, um, um, to uh, people's uh, stuck in quarantine um, as well. But uh, um, so pretty much the only thing Cuomo has done right now, he's done makeshift ho hospitals to anticipate. Um, you know, it's just shocking how, especially in California, how you know they're not getting the high report of new cases that New York is getting. And I think we need to, you know, I don't know what they need to do. You know, if they're saying social distancing is working, then uh, maybe we need to be 12 feet away from each other. You know, maybe we need to be 15 feet, you know, away from each other in stores. So maybe that's what we need to do because the six feet isn't working. No matter what the science says, it's obviously not working. So let's, we need to be further away from each other. But what I was saying was, I mean, we need to be 12 feet away from each other, you know, double the distance between six feet. And we need to be 12 feet away from each other. Um, you know, that could be a start. Um, you know, maybe we need to shut down stores a lot earlier. Um, maybe we need to shut down stores around uh, 7 p.m. instead of 9 p.m. You know, uh, things of that nature. Um, you know, shut down restaurants early. You know, I know that's going to take a huge, I know restaurants are already taking a huge hit, but something needs to, something needs to get, something needs to happen. And the measures taken right now, it's not working. You know, and, I, and this might sound crazy, you know, you know, we, you know, we shut down gyms and, um, and, you know, and the coronavirus is even spreading more, you know, maybe exercise needs to be encouraged uh, more and more right now um i don't know i'm just, I'm just you know I'm just, I'm just thinking of things i'm just trying to think of the opposite things that we're doing now because the current things we're doing is not working you know maybe we need to do the opposite of what we're doing because this is worse than what it's been it's getting worse every week so that's what I think we need to do. I think we need to start doing the opposite. You know, I just thought of two ideas. So, man, it's better than what Cuomo's doing. Maybe, maybe I should run for governor. I'm, you know, <laughs> you know, you know, you know, and try to beat Cuomo because you know he, he's failing us. I I feel like I can't say that much about him right now. Um, like I said, right. I uh, he was praised, right? He he's definitely seems like a people person. He's for the people right now. Um, but I haven't been following him. I don't... Uh, I know that, you know, he, he must be stressed as all hell right now. Uh, right, obviously. And the cases on it, and he must feel like a lot of that is on his shoulders, you know, and he's got to make all these decisions. Um so I, I hope that he's just, you know, I think he's just trying to do the best that, uh, again, like no one knows the solution. I don't have any solutions for it <laughs> at all. Mm. Um, mm. I'm just trying. To, well, I'm going to call TD Jakes. Yeah. Well, TD Jakes says, you know, when your best isn't good enough, then you must do what's required. So mm. I think he needs a total reevaluation of what he's doing and, we need to make some changes immediately, like now, 
And like I said, 12 feet away from each other, 15 feet away from each other in between lines and stores, shut down, shut down stores, shut down supermarkets early, shut down restaurants earlier or, you know, things of that nature. Something, something needs to be done because it's not working. Um, you know, like I said, you know, we're not, you know, people are told not to exercise, you know, if you, you know, if you've had a personal trainer, you don't really necessarily know what to do on your own. And if you're just even working out with weights and free weights, it's hard to necessarily jump into bodyweight exercises, especially if you don't know what you're doing. Maybe gyms need to reopen. People need to exercise more. Encourage that. Um, you know, and we just have to make sure people are, you know, in, you know, in between each machine, you know, there's a space in between uh, each machine or make sure we're away from each other uh, when we're working out. Um, maybe hire more people to clean the machines, wipe down the machines, uh, things of that nature. Um, something because, you know, this isn't working. Obviously. You know, maybe more space, more, more exercise. I don't know. Something. S say something because nothing isn't working. You know, and nothing is working. So that's, you know, that's just how I feel about it. Sarah, can you hear me? I'm here. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, did you hear what I just said? Um, yeah, I heard you. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, is there anything else you want to uh, talk about the matter? Um, I just think that people should just continue staying inside, to be honest. And I think that they should, you know, work out and do some exercise at home. Try to keep mm -hmm. their mind healthy right now. I think that's number one. Uh, right. And yeah. And again, I'm going to say I love what you're doing because what you're doing now, like I said, we're talking about doing more exercise. Definitely check out Sarah's, uh, Sarah Manzi's YouTube page. Um, I think that's going to, I think exercise is going to be one of the ways to defeat uh, the coronavirus. And Sarah, like I said, I applaud you what you're doing. I appreciate what you're doing. Um, you know, you're, you're giving instructions to people who don't know how to exercise. And, um, you know, I, I'm very appreciative of the work that you're doing. And I, you know, I really rooting for you. I support your content and God, please just keep on putting out content because, uh, um, you know, you're one of the people the world's going to thank especially in New York state when this, uh, uh, when the coronavirus, you know, isn't the top news and, you know, in cases start to go down, it's because of your page and helping keeping people healthy. Um, you know, you know, I think you're a major leader in that, believe it or not. Thank you. <laughs> appreciate that. No, you're very welcome. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Yeah. When we, and we, and we appreciate you. It's a, it's a um, difficult time. It's, and as like someone who, you know, leads people through fitness and health, uh, even for myself to stay motivated and to keep moving inside my small apartment is a challenge. And <laughs> um, yeah, but I don't know. I think that there's different, uh, there's a different way of leading right now. It's not, hmm. you know, it's, it's like, do what you can do. Um, yeah. I'm not in that 
No, no, that's a perfect way. You said a different way of leading. I love it. It's a different time. And I I think that, you know, leaders have to adapt with those times. Like I, like I said, I, I can't, I can't do a lot of what I was doing. And I think that's everybody. We we can't go, we can't go to a gym. We can't, we're limited in what we do. And on top of that all, we have this like massive crisis happening. So it's like weighing on us like mentally. And of course that affects you physically. So my advice to people is Mm. just like, do what you can move your body once a day, try to move it for 20 minutes, at least, you know, do some stretching, get outside, go for a walk, go for a run, you know, don't, don't kill yourself mentally right now. If like your fitness goals are on hold. I just think that there's a, there's something larger that's happening right now. And, um, that's just, that's just my opinion. Um, I think life will be back to to, to normal or, or our new normal soon. And I think that we just, you know, have to keep ourselves sane. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's a great point. Um, yeah, I really, I really thank you for coming on uh, the show today. Uh, I really appreciate your insight. And uh, I want to say uh, continue the great work. And uh, that you're doing. One, one more thing to say. Um, yeah, please so, say You know, I live in my neighborhood is loud sometimes. Um, you know, people fight and argue outside or inside. And, and I just, I just want to throw this out there to everybody. It's just, I don't think now is a good time to have, you know, intense arguments and, and, oh, um, fights you know that are unnecessary i think time this time is like for peace you know peace and i'm not saying that we have to be quiet and like sit and and be somber and and depressed but i just think that the world needs a little bit of peace right now and um yeah just remember that if you're about to argue with your spouse or your your kids or, or something it's just maybe now it's not the time for that no, absolutely right. You know, I talked about earlier in uh, uh, the first part of the podcast about, uh, uh, you know, you know, beefing with people um, for no necessarily uh, good reason. Um, you know, I don't know if you heard earlier about um, Young Chap, uh, a hip hop mm-hmm. producer. You know, yeah, he was talking trash about uh, T.I., Jay-Z, Diddy. He was just going in and, um, you know. Like you said, that's not the time for that. Yeah. You know, you know, make your music, whatever you got to do. We got we to gotta spread positivity right now. I know it's coming off negative of before, but at the same time, I feel like I'm trying, I want to speak for the people who are frustrated, you know, and, it, you, know, it's, you know, let's get our frustrations out. But at the same time, let's have a positive twist uh, to it. And we need to start questioning things um that we thought was normal and we need to try to make things better and that's all i'm trying to do um so um you know i hope everybody appreciate what i what i had to say today i uh, appreciate where i came from um any disagreements um like i said you're welcome to get at me on my social media uh at rock 25 on instagram rock 2512 at uh, uh twitter um sarah uh, i want to thank you again for coming on uh to the show uh, much love and appreciation to you and uh, the, uh, the work that you're doing. You're, over, you're at over 50 mm-hmm. subscribers. 
on your Thank YouTube you. page. Yes, and in the process of uh, making something really special for people. Uh, that's really beneficial okay. right now. So that should be out soon. All right, good. Thank you. Uh, we, uh, I can't wait to I can't wait to see it uh, myself. Um, so um, like I said, I want to thank you for coming on the show. I'm gonna be signing off, um, and I just want to leave everybody with a quote uh, from the great Ronnie Coleman, uh, eight-time Mr. Olympia. That doesn't know what a Mr. Olympia is. Uh, that is a top uh, means you're the top bodybuilder uh, in the in the world when you win that award. Um, he said, "To be the best, you have to do what the best do." And like I said, now's the time to be the best version of ourselves. So that's what I'm asking for, for everybody listening. That's what I'm asking for them to do. And I'm asking myself uh, to come to the plate and live up to that uh, as well. All right. Uh, again, I want to thank all my listeners. Thank you for Sarah for coming on. Uh, this is Show with the Craziness, Breath 25. Signing off. <laughs>